Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello. It's a, it's a great angle for you to podcast. Do I look chubbier? it's like this is the least flattering angle you can possibly have because i and this is going to sound less heterosexual than i normally shoot for but i i like know the angles of your face fairly well and this is not a good angle (laughs) i know the angles of your face oh okay Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, a contentious version of the Touchline Media Group because uh, we have someone who supports England, sort of, I guess, knows about England at the very least, to talk about the uh, the wonders and terrors of Group B over at the World Cup. Uh, I am your host, Asa, aka The Twig. I'm here with my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, aka The Stump. Um, this episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Wire decides to put in. Paramount Plus, yep, they still haven't pulled it. And uh, <laughs> we're, we're hoping consistently for, um, you know, some manner of spirits. I, I guess now that we, we have someone from across the pond, like we can, we can start like hoping for like uh, Newcastle Brown or whatever Scotland drinks, not Iron Brew, but Iron Brew with like vodka, I guess. I don't know. Have you Anyways, had Iron Brew? I have. Do you like it? I do not. What? <laughs> Crazy. We'll take this off pod. <laughs> uh, you are hearing the dulcet tones of our guest. Um, you can find uh, our guest Fahi on the uh, illustrious Cop and Fraka uh, from the Mothership. He shows up on the main uh, the main pod every now and then. But uh, Fahi, welcome. How are you? Thank you, brothers. Thank you for the welcome. I'm I'm really good. Really excited to be on your pod. Um, been listening for a while really enjoy your content so yeah really happy to be on and you know discuss the world cup with you guys 
Absolutely. I, I feel like it's probably worth mentioning that you said yes to this before the Liverpool game. Uh, and um, <laughs> like, like that, like had that gone differently, I think that there would have been a lot of jokes and I'm glad that we yeah. don't have to do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad my boys um, kept it respectable <laughs> yesterday and left um, mid season with a bit of honor. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a, I mean, granted Spurs fan. So, you know, there's always yes. like a I don't know. How, I don't know how much shit you can be talking right now. Not much ever. Um, although, like again, like uh, Fahi Fahi's in the the group chat that we sort of made reference to uh, over the week um, about or or last week rather about um, why you should or should not care about the Carabao Cup and how uh, delightful that group chat can become when certain people get very angry about things. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but anyways, so we, uh, we're obviously, we're in World Cup mode. Um, club, club teams are, are good. I do want to admit right now that we are recording this uh, before the Fulham game. Um, so if, God forbid, something happens to Tim Ream and Jedi, and we're not going to mention it. It's, it's, it's like we're, we're going you, to assume. You understand you've now talked that, into, you talked that into existence. Jedi's knee is going to blow in seven different places. Well, you've got to touch some wood right now. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have strong knees to begin with. Don't put that evil on him. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, the good news is, is that, A, he's not made of glass in the first place, and, B, we have such a deep list of left backs who are left-footed, which is <laughs> yes. to say that we have, Fai, you don't know this, zero. We have zero other left-footed left-backs. Um, yes, we have one. It's just the one playing at Fulham in 20 minutes or whatever, 30 minutes. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, we, we we used to have another, but he broke his leg on uh, like two weeks ago. So that was great. That was fun. Anyways, so um, Fahi, obviously we are uh, like I said, we're in we're in World Cup mode. Um, before we get into sort of the specifics of of Group B, um, to the extent we can, I I, I got to admit, dear listener, that uh, we have done little research on Iran. Uh, and by little research, <laughs> I mean I have their Wikipedia page up on my other screen. I will be able to tell you, presumably, where people play. Um, don't really know much about them beyond that, but we do know a lot about England, and we know a fair amount about wins. Um, so before we get started, Fahi, do you, obviously you've watched a couple of Americans play in the Premier League, You know, a couple of the guys on our roster, um, a couple more maybe in the Champions League. Um, what's your assessment? Because you know, obviously like we talk up our guys in public. We have usually a fair understanding of who they are actually, but like, do you have any sort of uh, thoughts on, on, on any of the American players? I mean, obviously we can start with uh, Christian Pulisic, who's been, who's been sort of a loud part of the premier league for a couple of years now. Um, maligned, and, maligned loud part. Yes. Um, and, and really any, like any of the other players. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually a Pulisic fan. Um, oh wow! Nice. So, so number one, I, I am a fan. Um, I was a fan when he was coming through from Dortmund, and um, I've seen you know when he's actually played Liverpool in the past for Chelsea. Um, f- three of the six games that I can remember, he's actually ripped us apart. Um, one example would be the European Super Cup final two seasons ago, um, yep. where he started that game and the first half he was unbelievable. Like he he was so he so was, good. He was in his bag back there. He was in his bag for sure. And you know he has got the ability. Um, I personally don't think Chelsea was the right move for him, and I think that is why he's kind of stagnated a little bit. Um, but in general, Pulisic, I am a huge fan of. I'm a fan of McKenny as well. Uh, McKenny's a decent player. Gio Reyna, again, um, established Dortmund player. 
I, I have no complaints about him. Um, other than that, obviously from a USA point of view, I don't really watch too much. And um, obviously, I know of like Yedlin and stuff, but I don't watch Inter Miami play. Um, Tyler <laughs> Adams, Tyler Adams is a decent player. Obviously, he got sent off yesterday, right? For, yeah, for Leeds. Um, I, 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 I gotta tell you, seeing him sent off yesterday was the most like American thing ever. He was just like. I have gotten my cardio done for the day and yeah. uh, Jesse is not going to pull me out. So got to take it into my own hands. I got to go. <laughs> he, he just jotted off, right? He, he just, he just went for it, took the red card. Um, but yeah, in general, yeah. I, I think, I think on paper, looking at your team, it, it's quite solid. It's quite a decent team. I'm guessing you guys are quite bullish of your chances of qualifying into the round, the the, the round of 16, right? No, no you're not. You're not no. bullish. No. Why? Tell, talk to me. Uh, so you know how uh, England fans look at Gareth Southgate, like, why are you making this so much harder? Like, we have so much talent, and you've decided that you're going to play Harry Maguire? We have a Harry Maguire, but that Harry Maguire doesn't play for Manchester United. He plays for the New York Red Bulls, and he's much, much yeah. worse. Um, Harry, Harry you know, Aaron like, Long? Aaron Long, yes. Okay. Also, Wales is like, yeah. I mean, And Wales is like, one greatest strength is... <laughs> Uh, goes directly against our greatest weakness. Like, uh, Gareth Bale is going to tear up, tear up our backs. Yeah. So, like, a, 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 the big problem that we have, sort of, America right now, is A, all of our talent is below the age of 23. Um, you know, none of the older players are really at that level where they can compete with a, with an England or whatever. And the second thing is, is that we've decided that we are going to play the worst possible formation for our talent pool. Um, Like the four, three, three that we play relies on us sitting two of our four best players at all times, because we have to start Haji Wright or Josh Sargent. Um, I think you might know a little bit about Josh Sargent. Um, He's, he's our nine. He's our, he's our best shot up there. Um, Oh, now is probably worth mentioning that Ricardo Pepe, who, who, who's not on the plane, he's in the, uh, the air division now, uh, he scored again. So dear listener, if you're wondering if he has eight goals and assists in nine games and didn't get a call up, you are correct. Jesus Ferreira, apropos of nothing, has not played a game in a month. Whatever. (laughs) Talk to me about Timothy Whale. Uh, he played right back today, which is its own wonderful awesomeness. (laughs) I, I, I'm. He's a forward, though, right? He is absolutely a forward. Yes. <laughs> right, okay. Yes, correct. Okay. okay. So, uh, so of Timothy Weyer, I was a huge fan of his dad's. He, fantastic right. player, unbelievable player. I'm actually shocked he plays for America, but I'm I'm guessing he must have come through the system and everything. Makes sense. He's probably born in America. So so yeah. Mm. Um, how is he as a player? Do you guys rate him? He's good. He's so yeah. he his his biggest issue is that he's been he's struggled to 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 play, you know, nine months straight healthy. Um, if he did, if he does, there's nothing stopping him from being, I, I think at this point, sort of like a mid table premier league type. He's not, he's not a, at a Liverpool level. He's, you know, no. but he's fast. Like his, his big thing is he is like absolutely that type of wing who stretches the field, who can get up and down. Uh, today he was absolutely responsible for, for a, a goal that was, was called back on, on offside, um, because he's not a bright back, but he's, he's sort of a, a, right winger he likes to play on the left he never does um and he is probably he was probably the best player we had in qualifying um certainly the best attacking yep. player we had 
Um, okay, so if if I had if if I gave the comparison of Adama Traore, would that be fair? Is his end product as bad, or is it actually no? Better? It's better. It's it's okay. he's not he's not as he's not as strong, obviously. Yeah, um, he's not yeah. a brick wall. <laughs> like he he can't body anybody. Um, okay. he's he's probably he's skinny. Similarly, he's he's skinny. He's probably similarly technical. Um, maybe maybe a little more, but he's. The difference between him and Traore is that he can't bully people on, on the wing and he can't like just decide I am getting to the end line now and I'm going to spray and pray. He's, he's a little more technical, um, but he's not, he's not as useful. Uh, and plus he's never healthy. So um, yeah, my you're going guess... not- to notice that a lot of the guys were going to say, if he could stay healthy, he would be X. Uh, that goes for 80% of the team. Christian Gio. Um, Wes, Argent, Wes, Jedi. Uh, Jedi, Reem has been healthy. Reem's been fine. Dest, I, I think, is currently on the bench because he's still not healthy for Milan. Yeah, um, but I don't, I don't believe Dest when he says anything. No, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I don't believe a nineteen-year-old TikTok star. He's great though. We love him. Um, <laughs> so like, like that's like, I, I don't, I don't know if you know Serginho Dest. He, he was yeah, like, he plays for AC Milan, right? Yeah, and he was he was he was at Barcelona before that. He was yep. at Ajax. Um, so he's like probably actually our most talented player, him or Gio. Um, but um, he didn't really give a shit. He showed up. He, yeah, he's never. He hasn't bought in. He he just like he, he doesn't buy in anywhere. Like when he was at Mar- he was at Barcelona when Messi left, and yep. he didn't like they like you know told everybody, hey, like you need to come to this press conference. It's very important. Um, he was at the beach in like a, a, a Balenciaga onesie that looked like a, a Chicago Bulls jersey. It was yeah. it was phenomenal work all all around. But um, I, I mean, you, you you look at his the teams that you've mentioned that he's played for: Ajax, Barcelona, AC Milan. These are top European heritage teams. Yeah, yeah. No, no. His ta- if, if 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 there is a coach who can unlock his talent, um, he he's like. Sky's the limit. I mean, he's the best example I can give you is that when we played Canada, um, Alfonso Davies, who plays for Bayern, um, he, he does not play as a left back for Canada. He plays as a left wing. And so for the first like 30 minutes, he was doing whatever he wanted on the left while, while Serginho was on the right. Um, and then Alfonso Davies either scored a goal or had a, an assist. And then Serginho Dest locked him up for about a half hour before he went off or injured. And just cause he wanted to, like, he was like, Oh, I have to play defense now. Okay, cool. I'm going to lock up a Bayern Munich game and game out starter. Fine. Okay. Like it was nothing, but he's, he's done that twice. Maybe he does it against Mexico and he did it for 30 minutes against Canada and okay. nobody else seems like we, we played Japan. He was, I, I don't think he was hung over. He zones he, out. Yeah. He's just like sort of zones out. He's just sort of like, not really all that focused, which is why, I think for his club team, um, Barcelona, like every time a new manager came in, he was like a locked in starter until he did something stupid and then he was dropped. And that's the story. He's of like, best. he's like the definition of playing to the level of your competition. When he plays yeah. world-class players, he understands that there's going to be a lot of scrutiny on it. And he wants to like lock him down and show that he's better. And then mm-hmm. he'll play Japan who like, I mean, Japan's wings are nothing to laugh at. And he's just like, screw it. Like, nobody's going to cover this. I don't care. Take what you want. So we're okay. hoping, we're hoping Gareth uh, goes, goes back to like Spurs days and plays on the left. 
instead of playing on the right. If he plays on the, because I don't, I don't know who Wales would play on the left. Um, Boy, the, yeah, uh, Harry Wilson potentially. Yeah, you, Harry, you him, uh, Harry Wilson is not going to get Serginho Dust out of bed. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> um, like, so, it's, it's actually probably better for us if Gareth plays on Dust's side because that might at least wake up yeah. Serginho Dust. If they play Harry Wilson, he's going to sleepwalk through that entire game. Absolutely. Um, so um, I guess now, now we should we should probably uh, we should probably start with Wales. So I want to give like full focus to England after the break. Um, but I think what what is your uh, sort of assessment of Wales? You know, obviously um, you're right there. Liverpool is. Uh, I, I don't know if you live in Liverpool, but it's it's fairly close. To, uh, to, to Wales, Wales. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. I, I live near London, by the way. So yeah, oh, I don't okay. live near Liverpool, but yeah. Okay, so That's okay. Asa had to look at a map to know that, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I didn't have to look at a map to know that, and I'll tell you why. Because one, I'm watching Welcome we to Wrexham, this... which which is a, a, a documentary. <laughs> Two, and more importantly, <laughs> we talked I, about it last week. Yeah, no. the The reason why I know Liverpool is on the west coast of England is because I um. I listened to a podcast about how uh, Irish people, the reason why Irish people are all Liverpool fans is that they would get drunk on this ferry that went to the West coast of England and they would just like get off and go to soccer games or football games. Um, And the closest grounds was Anfield. So that's how I know that's why Irish people are big fans of Liverpool is because it's literally the closest uh, ground to the ferry. Correct. Correct. See, that's how I know about geography because Irish people love getting drunk. Um, Historically. Yeah, correct. Again, <laughs> Ace is on fire right now. So these are all just like, yourself with the historically. I mean, yeah. I was looking at you and, and I mean, look, I know it's 9 a.m. where you are, but like, you know, it's a Sunday. You're, you're of Irish heritage. I don't know what you're doing. I'm hungover. I'm not drunk. There you go. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Um, okay. So obviously in terms of, uh, in terms of, of, of the Welsh national team. Um, I think the first thing that I'm like vaguely concerned about that I wasn't concerned about when the draw happened is that Danny Ward is absolutely in form because just out of nowhere, Schmeichel was like, eh, I don't want to be at the club I've been at for the last 37 years or however long there was a Schmeichel in Leicester. Um, but, but Danny Ward. So Fai, do you, do you have any, do, do you think he is a, class keeper or do you think like he, he doesn't make a difference um I, I mean to be honest I don't think he makes a difference and from from obviously watching Wales the majority of the time they actually play uh Wayne Hennessy oh, yeah yeah so obviously Daniel Ward is in form right now I think he's got seven clean sheets in the Premier League after a disastrous start it was so, terrible um, yeah so he's obviously doing really really well right now he started off horribly and he was the but of all jokes um, on Twitter and online social media when it comes to goalkeepers. But obviously, um, since Leicester's form has improved, so has um, Danny Ward's. I think, obviously, the Leicester defence has been so much better as well, which has helped him. Um, he's a decent shot stopper. Obviously, he was at Liverpool for a while. and We got to sell him for a good uh, fee. I think we got close to £15 million, uh, British pounds. So um, we, we got a good fee for him back then when he... I think he only made one actual start for the first team. So um very, yeah. very strong Dean Henderson vibes. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much. That's that's a really good comparison. But yeah, in terms of his form, I I think obviously it's great that he's bringing it to um, the World Cup. But I I can't imagine him starting. It probably will be Wayne Hennessy. And Hennessy, dear listener, is um, the guy who Wally pipped um, Ethan Horbath out of Nottingham Forest. Um, so that we we thought we were going to have a, a a Premier League. We thought we were going to have three Premier League keepers, and we ended up with one, and he's hurt. Um, so in terms of the, the defensive whales, and this is where I sort of vaguely get to know things because um, a locked in starter for whales is Ben Davies. Um, yeah. If you, uh, if you listen to this podcast, you listen to NSO, um, which is our Spurs podcast. Um, ben Davies uh, as a center back. Fine. No, no real problems. He does not play center back for Wales. He plays left back for Wales. There might be some joy for, for Tim way on the right. Um, there, there might be some openings. And I say this as someone who, who gets to watch Ben Davies day in, day out, you know, as a, as, as part of a three back under Conte, he's looked great under Josie Mourinho, under Ryan Mason, under, uh, Pochettino. I forgot about Ryan Mason. <laughs> yeah. Right. That was a fun, like three weeks. Um, <laughs> he had a great record. Except for the one time that there was a trophy on the line. Uh, I, 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 I really, just just to talk about that, not that it's important for our purposes, but how much did Daniel Levy hate Josie Mourinho that he fired him before a couple? Yeah, that of was crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> like unbelievable. And, and look, like okay, I, but based I, on what you know about Josie Mourinho, that tracks. No, what would have tracked is Josie says, "I'm going to win you this final, and then I'm going to curse you out in public. Then I'll leave <laughs> because yeah. it's year yeah. three. Yeah, but um, that's that's Joe, Josie's personality is win the cup, tell everybody to go fuck themselves on the way out the door, and then I assume everybody else is gritting their teeth, dealing with Josie until they get the cup, and Daniel Levy just hit hit his breaking point, which is like, nope, not doing this. It's it's possible Daniel Levy was like, I don't even know what a cup is. It's crazy. <laughs> it, the fact that he did it just a few days before that final, and honestly, I think that. Spurs would have had such a greater chance if Mourinho was actually managing because yeah. he's just so good at finals. He knows how to set his team up. He's he's a great big game coach. Yeah, I mean he's it, it, pulling Josie out for for Ryan Mason of all people was like I I was like look like Josie needed to leave like I there's there's no doubt about it and yeah. um, obviously what, what, whatever we're at a year and change later a year and a half later like I'd rather Antonio Conte at this point in their respective careers but you know. There was a lot of Nuno in between, and that was not fun. Um, but so, so looking back at at the uh, at the Welsh team, specifically their defense, you know Ben Davies. I think that there's room there. I, I think that they start Joe Rodon. Is that yes? They do. Yeah, yeah. They play him at centre back. So Joe Rodon uh, came over to Spurs. He was supposed to be like the next one, and he couldn't break through. Um, you know, he 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 was never better than uh, Davinson Sanchez, which. If you know Devinson Sanchez, then you know that that's it's a pretty big insult <laughs> to my man Joe. It's Rodan. a pretty big indictment. Um, you know, he couldn't he couldn't beat out that level of player. Um, and look, like part of that is he's young. Part of that is Conte hates young people. Part of that, but he he couldn't get through under Josie, who also hates young people. Um, <laughs> but but I, I'm I'm not I'm not concerned there. Uh, Nico Williams is also part of the the Welsh defense. Um, he had he did something amazing yesterday, and I don't know if it was like a goal line clearance or something, but it was a clearance. Yeah. yeah. So he and obviously Wayne Hennessy know each other very well. They both play for Forest. Um, 
Our forest, forests are going to get relegated, right? They, they've spent a lot oh, of money I don't to get think relegated. They will. <laughs> nah, you know, I really don't think they will. I think, to be honest, this is probably going to be one of the greatest um, Premier League seasons, purely because everything is chaos right now. Obviously, you've got a World yeah. Cup right in the middle. You can see, you, you, obviously, you've got the golfing class of Man City and Arsenal and then the rest. But if you're looking at the top four battle, the relegation battle, the mid-table battle, there's not much many points between them. It's, no. it's really, really tight. And I think obviously having a World Cup midway through the season is just going to put it all up in the air again. Because all it takes is a couple of injuries to some of these squads and, and, and they'll fall apart. And what, what, I, what I've been thinking about for a couple of months now is that how, how much of a benefit is it to some of these squads who do not have World Cup players, right? Like yeah, exactly. Leeds, Leeds loses their Americans, but like Jack Harrison gets a month off in the middle of the season to chill and relax. Whereas Liverpool are losing everybody. everybody. No, you know what? We're only losing seven players. Really? Oh, I guess only, only. seven players. So I guess, okay. So Salah's not going, obviously. Salah's not going. Thiago's not going. Oh, Thiago's yeah. not going. Matip's not going. Joe Gomez isn't going. Um, Did Fabinho get called up, called up? Fabinho got called up. Robertson's not going because Scotland didn't make it. Oh, right. Um, you get what I mean? So Yeah. Camino didn't make it, so he's not going. Okay. And um, Luis Diaz is injured, so he's not going. Diogo Jota is injured, so he's not going. So I mean, a lot double of edged sword players. there. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, I've kept this secret for a while. I'm like, you know what? A lot of our key players actually are not going to this World Cup, and they have time to recuperate and get themselves fit for the second half of the season. And uh, the good yeah, news is, double, though, double edged sword. If you have a, if you have an extra month to to you know get healthy get and healthy. do PT and everything. Yeah, and then do, uh, do a mid-season break, like a pre-season again. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I think that some of the mid-table teams might benefit as well because you're going to have more guys getting more playing time uh, at the World Cup. So, like, you're going to stay in form. Where, like, let's look at like Jack Grealish, who isn't like like Grealish isn't a in-pen starter for England, right? No, not no. really. So, like, some I of the he, at the bigger he clubs was last season purely because. The fans put Gareth Southgate under duress and kind of forced him to start Grealish. Be, be, and because and and also the the not to say anything about English fans, but um, you know they they prefer Mason Mount and Jack Grealish to Raheem Sterling for reasons that may or may not be obvious. I don't yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, one of those three is significantly better than the other two. But hey, who am I? Who am I to 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 speak on? On, on Mason Mount, who sucks. I, 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 I have to tell you, we'll, again, we'll get to England in a second, but Mason Mount becoming like a premier elite player in the media narrative is fascinating to me. Dude, dude is average. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you've already pinpointed why that is. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll speak on that. We'll speak, we'll on, speak that. on that. So, so talking about, um, talking about mid- midfielders, um, Wales has, I think, probably, probably a a a top five ish in the group midfielder in Aaron Ramsey. Um, he at least in the very near past was that. Um, but yeah. I, I I guess I, I I'm gonna get really sad for a second here because I'm about to say he's old, and also he was born a week after me. So like both yep. of those things at once is not great. But he's he's the type of player who I think in a World Cup setting is very concerning. Same thing with Gareth Bale, because you got three games in eight days, right? Like it's not, it's not that difficult and you, and the adrenaline, you're going to be up for it, whatever, you know, you don't want to bring in Aaron Ramsey to your squad 
if you're, you know, for, for club purposes, because dude is not going to be able to, to give you those minutes game in game out, but three games in November, it, it really, really should be June. This is very weird doing this in November. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's a concerning aspect of this. Um, do you have, do you have any thoughts about any of the other midfielders? I mean, I'm, we'll, we'll talk about Daniel James, Gareth Bale and, uh, is Brendan yeah, Johnson I, I mean, I think I think this this is where Wales are kind of let down. The midfield isn't fantastic when you're looking at some of the names you got there. Obviously, you've got players like Joe Allen as well, who's obviously um, at, at the end of his career. Um, you, you've got other players like Johnny Williams. Again, he 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 he's playing at a lower level team. He plays for Swindon Town, right? Yeah, it's not Swindon Town, is, and is getting to the World Cup. Um, but 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 the reason why he's got in is because he's always been consistent for Wales, and mm-hmm. and that's one thing you can't put past him. He has always been consistent for Wales, and and that's why he gets in. But yeah, in general, I think I think the the Welsh midfield is a problem. You've obviously got other players as well, like Ruben Colwell, um, Sorba Thomas as well, who plays for Huddersfield, which is obviously the the league below. So Colwell Thomas, they're both playing the Championship. They're not Premier League level players, um, and then you've obviously got. It depends where. The problem with Wales, and I don't want to complicate the conversation, is I don't think Robert Page knows which formation he's going to go with because sometimes they go three four one two, sometimes they go four four two. It's all dependent on the personnel available, right? I'm guessing because it's a, it's a cup tournament, he's probably going to go three four one two. I think so. Um, so, so, so if that's the case, he's going to have his wing back. So I'm guessing Nico Williams will probably end up playing left wing back. Yeah. Right. Um, so. And then the and the, and then the midfield it's it's up for debate who he goes with. I guess, like you said, Aaron Ramsey is like a is he's like a wild card in this situation. Um, you you don't really know what you're going to get, um, but based off his injury record as well. But just in general, that midfield is really where Wales are let down. And the thing is, is that especially since in order for America to get out of the group, a, a win against Wales essentially gets you out of the group. Um, because you you assume you can get a point against Iran, and then the game against England doesn't matter. Um, you know what you say? You say this, and obviously our lack of knowledge on Ir- Iranian players is is shoddy. So listeners, we apologize. <laughs> but Iran play good football. Yeah, they do. No, they no. I, 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 when I say you just need a point against Iran, I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. I'm saying that because the the in the American psyche, if you say to yourself we need to get points against England, it won't it won't happen. Like, like there's like a very, very much like a big brother aspect to this. Yeah. And it's like, if you can go in free against England, like if we need nothing from England, I like our odds a lot better than if we need something. Yeah. The the team is going to play with like a very clearly clenched backside. And that's not what you want when you're playing England. Um, But, but with just our like skill, having, with our skill level. Yeah. But I think I think that the, this game, if if America can control the midfield, and and that's a question for, and I think that we'll probably start with um, Musa McKenney and Adams. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think that this is a huge game for Yunus Musa. Um, if Yunus Musa can impose his will on this game, like he has in Concacaf, like he occasionally does for Valencia, um, if he can show the player that Arsenal were like, this dude might be the future. Um, then I think that we, we've got this. If he is doing that thing where he's giving the ball away, taking an extra dribble instead of giving the ball up, which is apparently a thing Americans do because Christian has the same problem and Gio has the same problem and Weston definitely has the same problem. <laughs> um, but if, if Eunice and 
Wes and Tyler can control that midfield, um, then, then it just becomes a question of, you know, are we going to get smacked on the counter by Gareth Bale and Daniel James because they are fast as I'll get out. Um, in which case, like you live with that. You, you, you say like, if we, if we are just playing to avoid a Gareth Bale counter, then fine. You can, you can sort of live with that outcome. Um, but do, do you, before we, we finish on Wales, um, I'll, I'll ask for a, a prediction in a second, but um, what do you think is the, is the way that Wales can, can win games and, and have a successful World Cup? Passes to Gareth Bell in the final third. And <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, it's the Welsh way. And I'm sorry to any uh, Welsh listeners that, that listen to this podcast. I, um, it, 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 uh, from what you I've ever seen Welsh of Wales... Listeners. Yeah, <laughs> what I've ever seen of Wales, it's always been passing to Gareth Bell and hope he does something for you. So... Um, that that is that is the best way for Wales to kind of succeed in this tournament. Um, obviously they've had past success in the Euros where they've done really well, and I think they reached the semi-finals. And again, that was pretty much passed to Gareth Bell and let him work his magic. Now I know obviously Gareth Bell's at the end of his career also, um, but he still has quality. He's, he's still, still he's so still clutch. Gareth. He is clutch. Yeah. That if there was a clutch player in, in, in this group, Gareth Bale is the most clutch player. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean. Look at the look at the final of the MLS Cup. Like when he when he wants to give a shit, he can still play at a very high level. <laughs> yeah. And as the as the banner says, Wales golf Madrid in that order. Like he, he yeah, does care much. about Wales. And like the Fai, I, I don't know if you 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 I assume you didn't watch any MLS because MLS. why would you? <laughs> um but the the very funny thing that Gareth Bale did was he came over here, yeah. did not give a shit for four months. Mm. half showed up when he was on the field he would like make half runs whatever he's you know been sort of like half hurt I don't think he's actually hurt I think he just doesn't want to play and yeah. uh his team were, were in a final and they were like okay it's a tie game 74 minutes left Gareth come on comes on scores a goal immediately and just like okay great they win okay that's that's <laughs> something else that you have to like when you think about it, it makes a lot less sense. Is Gareth Bale, who is probably the most talented player in that game, did not start. <laughs> no, and neither did uh, Chiellini. So LAFC had a lot of fun things going on. But yeah. um, if you want to watch uh, Chiellini and Gareth Bale's former clubs, um, not their current club, th- their current club is not on Paramount Plus, but their former clubs, the best place to p- find them is Paramount Plus. Everybody, uh, is this a recorded ad read? It is. You have. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Do it again. No, just keep going. Just keep going. UEFA Champions League Soccer is streaming on Paramount Plus. Nine months of heart stopping, hold your breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams, you'll note not Arsenal, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title, no, against Liverpool, no, Man City, yeah, probably, Chelsea, no, PSG, come on, Barcelona, now you guys are clearly just messing with us, and more, Bayern, in soccer's biggest (laughs) club competition. 
So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, We'll also note that you can watch Europa League and Conference League on on Paramount+, Plus, but they're not going to advertise for that. Golazzo. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right. So uh, now for the sort of the, the main event, the, uh, the filet of the whole thing is uh, England. So this England squad is coming off of a Euro final uh, in which they played a team who will not be at the World Cup because I got to tell you, sucks Italy. <laughs> How do you not? Anyways, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not here to, to, to mock the Italians because it's not nice to mock people who aren't there, right? Like we don't talk about shit about people behind their back and Italy is not in this tournament. They are not here. You're a better man than me, Asa. You're a better <laughs> man than me. I mean, like, here's my thing is that I, I don't think that we can talk shit because we missed the last one. Um, so like, like there's yeah. only like, there's like a platform here after this one. But we're not a historical power. Uh, right. Uh, we, we've never, although strictly speaking, we've won more uh, regional and confederation tournaments than uh England that we or... made up that sure. we made up Who cares? in order to get trophies i mean look like the fact <laughs> of the matter is is that like we live in a two maybe three depending on how you feel about costa rica um a three uh nation confederation that has 30 35 votes um and so like we get a lot of like guess we're going to play against panama today <laughs> but um so talking about the the english national team um are you a are you a, a Gareth Southgate believer? I mean, more success than than most, but uh, dude does no, some stuff. I'm, 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 not, I'm not a Gareth Southgate believer. I think anything I've ever said online has been in jest, and it's been to pretty much take the piss. Um, so I, I'm not a believer, but he's obviously done a great job when it comes to tournament football, and I think um, the reason for that is the the first tournament, which was obviously the U, uh, the World Cup. He, he reached the semifinals and that's because he strategized and made sure to finish second in the group because it was very obvious by finishing second in the group, yeah. you have a weaker opponent, funnily enough, because we just had the luck of the draw. So mm-hmm. he made sure that Belgium finished first, we finished second, and then he beat teams like Sweden and whoever else it was and he got to the semis. So, so it, it was it was smart. I think that uh, an honourable man should be doing that as well. I, you know, I, I think it was a good way to do it. Well, uh, the Euros, which was obviously recently, um, we performed because we, we were the host nation. 
number one. So so, so host nation tax is very heavy here. Um, I think it's heavy in football in general. The host nations yeah. usually always do really well, right? Um, but but a lot of a lot of the reason why England did well in the Euros was ultimately because players that he did not trust performed really really well. Players like Jaden Sancho, Jack Grealish. These are players that fans and the the pundits and media were just asking, why are they not playing? Why are they not playing? And then he kind of had no choice but to start playing these guys. And then the moment they started playing in the tournament, we started playing really, really, I say we, but England started playing really, really well. And, and that's why they did well. In general, Gareth Southgate as a manager, I think he's too conservative. I think the England squad, the England setup that we have and the players that are actually available to be selected, they deserve a much more progressive manager who's more positive with his football, right? I think we have a really talented bunch of players. Um, but looking at the squad right now, you probably don't feel like that. And the reason why you wouldn't feel like that is because of Gareth Southgate, because ultimately you know that Gareth Southgate is going to nullify the quality and the threat this squad actually has and he's going to turn them into a system of a 3-4-3 three, three, or a 3-5-2 or whatever the hell he wants to do. And it's just not going to be free-flowing football like this team can actually play. What's, what's crazy about this team, and also before, before we, uh, we, we continue, I do want to point out that um, England got relegated from the Nations League under Gareth Southgate. I, I, I know nobody cares about Nations League, but man... <laughs> How does and he played his best team. He did. No, no. He he went for it. Like this this yeah. wasn't like a a oh I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up you know kids and, and I don't and care about this team. tournament. Yeah. No, no, no. He he took that seriously. Um. So funny, but I think I think the most interesting. So he basically Southgate has to win or he's out. Right. He's out. Regardless. He's getting sacked. To be honest, this is Southgate's last tournament for yeah, sure. He, he's done. He is gone after okay. this tournament. If he's not sacked, I think he will walk anyway. Because ultimately, England aren't going to win the World Cup, number no. one. And, and number two, there's just too much pressure on him. And I think he's just, he's had a good run. He's done three tournaments with the team. Uh, I, th- I think it's time for him to go. And I think he will go anyway. Yeah. Um, but Yeah, just, that's a lot for England. Just going back to sort of what you said, Fai, about sort of the way that this team is built. Like, he has his system, his, you know, you can call it a 3-4-3. Three, three. It's a 5-4-1. Right. Like his, his five, four, one, or his, you know, five, two, one, two, or whatever. He's playing a ton of Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice and not Jude Bellingham. And then he's playing, you know, up top, he's, he's playing this like as if Harry Kane is best utilized as, I don't know, like Michael Owen, Mm. you know, like just like hoof it up there, hope for the best. It's not Harry Kane's game. (laughs) Um, nice. and, and there's so much talent up front. If this team was playing a four, two, three, one, where you have maybe, you know, I don't know, looking at it, you, you can say Foden underneath, underneath, um, Kane yeah, or Kane. Madison or whoever. And you have Saka and Sterling on the outside. That terrifies yeah. me. Yeah. That actually would, would yeah. make me terrified. Bukayo Saka plays as a, as a, as a wingback for England. It's crazy. It's, it's actually insane. criminal when you think about it. <laughs> it's insane. Like how you can take probably, and, and look, I say this as someone who does not like Arsenal, the, the best talent that England has is probably Bukayo Saka. And he's, he's saying like, I'm, you're going to spend most of your day defending. It's wild. It's wild. And yeah. 
I mean, like, I don't hate it because I have to play against England in two weeks, but like, it's, it's having, having Southgate in there. It, 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 it sets the floor, right? England will get out of the group. England will get out of the group. No problem. But it also sets the ceiling because if England ends up second in this group, if England sets, ends up second in this group, they're going to get smacked by France. And France, like that's, that's who second in this group gets because if, if America gets second, like, okay, well, that was fun. We got out of the group <laughs> and uh, there are, there are 30 players not on the French call-up list who would, who would be the best American player of all time. And, and we understand that. That's yeah. The French, <laughs> the French American uh, match preview is going to be very uh, depressing for anybody well, who thinks we have a chance to do anything. I think we're just going to laugh a lot because like, like, I think like, it's very funny that like, and, and, and it only happens with certain teams, right? Like Brazil, I think would be very funny if they had to play America because like you have like this, like, like August footballing nation that has like a history and has like so much like swagger and, and flair. And then it's like, who are we going up against today? Oh, that's going to suck. We're going up against a bunch of Americans who are going to absolutely turn this into a CONCACAF fight. Great. Cool. This is what we want to do. And like, like, like I, I would feel bad for Neymar if he had to play America, not because I think he would be unsuccessful. He would, he would rip us apart. But he would get kicked in the shins so many times. <laughs> Tyler Adams is just going to make Neymar's entire afternoon hell. Right. Like, like, like hey, fuck you. <laughs> like, and that's sort of how we have to play. And that's fine. Like, I don't, I don't hate it. But um, in terms of, in terms of the players who, who got brought up for England, um, you know, obviously people talk about snubs a whole bunch um, and, and starters and whatever. Um, obviously a lot of people were left out. Uh, one that's sort of shocking to me is that Callum Wilson got called up above Ivan Tony? That that to me is I don't understand at all. But he was dealing with Tony was dealing with some injuries earlier this year, wasn't he? Like a month ago, two months ago. Yeah, it's I, a weird one. I, I'm a fan of both Wilson and Tony, and they, they are different kind of players. But what I would say is Wilson is very similar to Kane in the sense of the style of striker that sure. he is. And I think if you if you want another option, surely you would go for an option that is actually a bit different, gives you something yeah. else. Whereas if, is... you're, if, if you're bringing on Wilson to, to kind of change the game, because you wouldn't take off Kane, right? So right. you want to bring on Wilson. You've got the exact same player again. It, there's yeah. nothing actually too different here. Whereas whereas t- Tony, he's a headache for defenders. As you saw against Man City yesterday. Yeah. Hey, brilliantly. yeah. brilliantly. They didn't yeah. know what to do. This hey, is I, the American discourse too over the last six months is... If you're going to bring on somebody else, why not bring somebody with a different skill set? Yeah. It's it's obviously at a, at a different level for us because we're not talking about Ivan Tony banging goals right, against right, Man right. City. It's not the world class <laughs> level. It's like that we're like we're not on the penthouse. We're not at like the seventh level. <laughs> um, yeah. So 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 we're talking about um, you know a player who's like uh, Jordan Pifok, who's like uh, you know a fine Bundesliga striker who's no longer a locked in starter. Not uh, Ivan Tony just put up dropped two. You know, I think he dropped two on on Manchester City's head yesterday. Yeah, um, you know, he should and, have scored four. Yeah, man, man. I, I, look, like I'm not going to question Pep because why would you? But like, it. yeah, Man City haven't looked great this no. year. There's been there's no, like they 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 actually look a lot like Dortmund, where it's like. There's quality, obviously, but like there's so much gravity to Holland that like people yeah. stop playing. 
Um, it's the, really, it's the Cristiano problem where it's like, if you have a, a, a forward who's so demanding of the ball and so demanding of attention, like it almost neuters what the rest of the system did. Like Kevin De Bruyne can't, it's not that he can't, but like you're losing a lot of what makes a lot of these players special. Yeah. When you have someone up top who you're just like, well, I guess we should probably cross it to him because he's going to score. Yeah. Um, but it, it sort of breaks down a little bit. It's interesting. I, it, it's something to watch. But who do you, who do you think was the, the player most sort of snubbed by not being here? I'm not going to include Reese James because it's obviously Reese James, but he's hurt. And I'm yeah. not, like, I don't want to get into it. Yeah, I, I, th- I think you, you've uh, banged the nail on the head. It is Ivan Tony. I think he did deserve to go. I think there are players there when I'm when I'm looking at the squad that kind of didn't. For example, Conor Gallagher. For Why is he here? Why is he, he didn't here? To be there. You could have taken Wilson and Ivan Tony by not taking Conor Gallagher because ultimately Gallagher isn't going to play. And he if played. he does, if he does, I promise you, there's he's not bigger problems. Yeah, there's bigger. Like if we, if we can only go into Conor Gallagher, we've got bigger issues to solve for. <laughs> Honestly, honestly, and, and 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 like you said, Asa. Again, if if for example, Southgate was able to kind of be a bit more flexible and adapt his system to a four-two-three-one, it would then mean you don't need a player like Gallagher, and you can take a third actual striker, right? And, and yeah. Tony could have made it, but for some reason, he's decided to take Gallagher and not Tony. And I think that is the biggest snub. I expected him not to take James Madison, and I'm shocked that he has. But I think he purely has taken James Madison. Because he knows how much he would have been questioned by the press and by the supporters if he did not take the most in-form midfielder slash attacker for England right now. In terms of an English player in the Premier League, Madison looks, has been unbelievable. Who looks like James Madison? Yeah, well, that's <laughs> like, a different I, question. I, like, I, I feel like, 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 look, like James Madison, I, I, I think that Lester, uh, uh, I'm going to get into some Lester discourse really quickly. Lester screwed up super hard by not selling him. Um, yeah. And it's the reason why they were for the first quarter of this season, relegation fodder. The fact yeah. that Harvey Barnes and Yuri Tillemans and James Madison still play for Lester means that Lester doesn't understand what it's doing anymore. Because yeah. I mean, how quick, how quick was Lester to sell every other player of, of consequence over the last half decade? Right. Yeah. Ingolo Conte, the moment there was an offer, gone out the door. Yep. And you're telling me, Mares. yeah, Mares, Mares, Maguire, yeah. like like any player of 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 note that anybody else wanted. Nobody else wanted Jamie Vardy because would you want to deal with Rebecca Vardy? <laughs> <laughs> like I wouldn't. Don't forget, Arsenal did want Vardy. Vardy said no, but Leicester did. Leicester were willing to sell him. Right. Even even yeah. Jamie Vardy, who's who's like yeah. the 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 most probably the most important. Well, non Casimir Schmeichel. Like most important player to their their whole thing, but like Harvey Barnes, James Madison, and Yuri Tielemans still playing for Leicester is wild to me. Um, like they they need they need those guys out, and they need to re you know renew the cycle of yeah. buying players from I don't know, Cheltenham. So wait, so let me ask this question: as as an England fan, uh, so as American fans, a lot of time when we see somebody like where it's like I don't quite understand why that guy got called in. Uh, it's kind of like a Chekhov's gun situation. Like, oh no, he's going to have to play at some point. 
do England fans ever look at like Connor Gallagher and go like, Oh, that's a really weird selection. Oh God, he's going to have to, he's going to come on at some really weird point. Yeah. (laughs) I don't don't think it's, Oh God, he's going to start. It's more of a, why is he in the squad? There are better players that you could take. Right. So I, I don't think Connor Gallagher is seen as a bad player. He's not a bad player. He's a tidy player. He's but fine. I don't think he's at the, but he's he's not for at the us. level to be in the World Cup. Yeah. I mean, like the, the thing is, is that you have to go through five midfielders before you get to Connor Gallagher in this in this five uh five four one system or three four three or whatever. Yeah. Right. And I th- I think I think if if last if if last summer was any indication, it's gonna be a ton of rice and Phillips. Um which is great for America because that means Jude Bellingham isn't playing. And he's like, if, if you go through England squad, obviously they're on England squad. There are probably 23 players better than any American of all time. And like, like I can acknowledge that while also saying nobody on England really bugs me outside of Jude Bellingham. Right. Like, like, you know, Jack Grealish comes on. It's like, okay, he's really, really good. He's not, he's not terrifying. Jude Bellingham is the one who I feel if he starts or if he comes on, like I would probably look at that game as like, we, we can't do anything with that. Like, like the, the amount of, of defensive attention that we would need to give to him means that other people are just going to be running free the entire game. Um, but of the players sort of in the England side, do you, who, who do you think is like the most likely to, to, to be sort of a game breaker um, in a way that I would say normally Reese James is right. Like Reese James is the one, for, for England, who I always have felt under Southgate is like, this is their trick, right? He plays as that sort of that right-sided center back, but then in the attack, you lose track of him and he ends up free on the right. Um, I I don't think that they'll put Trent in that role because um, Trent has uh, a narrative about himself as it, as it relates to He's got some issues right now. (laughs) I think think Trent just needs a timeout, right? I'm shocked that he's even, but he's got in purely because of injuries. Um, Otherwise he wouldn't be gone. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, the, the fact is, is that he, he probably, uh, who do you think starts on the right? I mean, is it going to be, it's going to be Trippier. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think Trippier has been in fantastic form for Newcastle this yeah. season. Newcastle has been really good. Southgate's always part. relied on Trippier. Um, I, I think, I think one thing with him though, is he can also play on the left. Um, but I can imagine that Southgate will go with Luke Shaw on the left as long as he's fit yeah. and Trippier on the right. I think I think that's that's probably the setup um, with Kyle Walker as that right sided center back, and then yeah. perhaps Harry Maguire and Eric. I mean, Dyer. it's going to be Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire is going to. It doesn't matter what Harry Maguire does. It doesn't matter if he plays for his club or not. Harry Maguire is going to start every single England game. Harry Harry Maguire could go to England and punch a cup, and it wouldn't make any difference. Allegedly, Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire's got a dossier of so many photos of Southgate that like it's impossible to not start him. It's it's sort of fascinating. Like imagine imagine like the 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 meaninglessness of the whole thing. It's like throwing I don't, I don't remember what this is from but like it's like throwing a rock in a pond and there being no ripples and that is Harry Maguire's club form. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it, it really doesn't matter and I think this is one of the reasons why Southgate has pretty much lost you know s- some of the pundits and the supporters because he just contradicts himself with some of the choices that he makes he'll he'll say for an attacker oh I didn't select him because he's not playing for his team and he's not playing well enough but then you have Harry Maguire who's also not <laughs> playing for the team and he's not playing well enough that how does this happen how does this make sense it's it's just 
just one time I wanted a coach to be like completely honest to be like, no, nah, I like Harry's. I like drinking with Harry. He's much more fun on the plane. Like I don't, I don't want to bring Reese James. I mean, like, I, I would love it if it was like, look, man, like, like if, if Garrett Southgate got up there and was like, why is Harry Maguire starting? And he was just like, Harry's wife and my wife get along really, really well. And I, I am not willing to sacrifice my social situation for the next 30 years for your tournament. Like, I, it's fine. Um, honestly, also- no, honestly, I want to hear, the, I want to hear the parental explanation because I said so. Like when, I you don't, so. when you know you don't have enough like logic and facts behind you, you just gotta go right straight to the parenting explanation. Like, nope, like Harry is starting because I said so. Quit asking questions. <laughs> um, so do you do you think that the other center back, like I said, I think Kyle Walker is probably probably slotted in for that right center back that gets sort of forward role. Um, do you think it's gonna be Eric Dyer or do you think it's gonna be John Stones? Obviously, I hope it's Dyer because um for two reasons. Spurs. One, because Spurs. Two, because Eric Dyer has this fun habit of like occasionally losing his mind. He did it again. Well, I mean, you saw that last week versus Liverpool. Yeah. He just like gave the ball. Like it, it, I, I can tell you, I was watching that game. Uh, you know, as I was watching that game, I very rarely get super pissed at something that a Spurs player does. Right. Like usually when Spurs give up a goal, it's because, oh, we're just not good enough. Like, okay, like like somebody got out of position and, and we just got beat. Fine. I, I cursed at that one. And I don't usually curse at Spurs. I was just like, are you kidding me, Eric Dyer? Um, but yeah, I sort of hope that he, he plays against America because like, I don't know, maybe he'll just give the ball to Christian. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, I, I think to be honest, if you're, if you're looking at the three centre-backs that probably should be starting or will be starting, it will be Kyle Walker, Harry Maguire and John Stones. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think there should be a situation where John Stones doesn't start. You know, he he's the best ball playing centre back there. Um, obviously, he plays for Man City, the best team in the country. So I think he should be starting um, alongside Kyle Walker and Harry Maguire. Um, I think Eric Dyer will probably be on the bench, uh, which which is probably for the best for England. Um, I do want to point out that we, there's another defender we haven't mentioned, um, Ben White. Moving on. Um, I have, I have nothing that I really want to say about like, it's, it's the same problem that I have with Saka, which is like, I don't really want to be all that complimentary of, of, of the other team in North London, but like Ben White is playing really well this year. Like yeah. he, he, like there was a lot of jokes last year. Cause I, you know, 50 million pounds for this dude, really. But like, he's good. He's, he's actually a good player, which I will admit is annoying to me. Um, because and, and he's playing out of position and playing really well. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, I think in terms of the other players worth, worth mentioning here is, is um, I think based on humor, um, Marcus Rashford is going to go off in one of these games. Um, and then at some point, one of these England players has to flip off their own fans. Like, I don't know <laughs> when that will happen, but if it's anybody, it's Marcus Rashford. Like nobody has done more probably from like a, a social perspective of of sort of uplifting um you know footballers of, of color in England you know and he got abuse that was completely unwarranted after the euros so i want him to score two against wales and then just flip off his own fans this happens in american football every now and again <laughs> um so I, that's that's all i want the, the thing is you can do it in america and i think the media can probably be a bit more forgiving. Whereas in, in the UK, you do that, it's game over. You're, you're getting chopped. You're, you're in big trouble. You're, you're getting headlines for the next two weeks. You're seen as the bad egg. 
it, it, it goes to another level. So uh, yeah, he has an immediate transfer into RB Leipzig or something. Yeah, probably like, be yeah. better for him. I mean, where he's playing now, <laughs> I don't know if they're winning yet. Is is that game going on now? Yeah, they're winning one 0 Oh, Christian Eriksen, I miss you. Mm. I, I will say, like, of, of of any player who I like, like, I don't often miss former Spurs players because mostly Spurs have been done a really good job of selling people at the right time. Um, you know, just just from either a price perspective or a, or a they needed to go perspective. Um, Christian Eriksen is probably like my like most man. How awesome would it be if he was in this squad? Um, yeah he's 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 great and of course we're all very happy for him because he's uh recovered not it appears dead yeah, yeah. um how did how did he score i'm i'm not watching yeah. again um, um, I, i'm not watching either i just got the notification yeah okay so um so obviously we're going to like like i said this is an hour-long podcast and we are going to give uh as much time to iran as we can <laughs> Um, the actual answer here, the actual answer about Iran, I actually like, I, I joke, but I, I have done some research here. I have like looked into the way that they play. Um, they play off a five, generally speaking, they play a five, three, two, and th- their, their number nine, who they, who they really rely on, who plays at Porto, uh, Mehdi Tsuremi, I think is his last name. Um, he is as good as, as any striker that will, will face. Um, and, and he is the type of player who, can absolutely body our center backs. Um, Iran is actually rated by FIFA rankings, which you can take those with all of the salt um, yeah. as the second best team in this group. Um, you know, they, Iran, when they played, like the thing with Iran is that when they played the tough teams in Asia, um, you know, the, the Japans, the South Koreas, um, they struggled. But when they played the Minnows, they massacred. Like they, they would win games six, seven, nothing. Um, yeah. And I like, I, I don't think that there's that what, what you can learn about that is that if you make a mistake, they will punish you for it. Um, but a team, you know, when they played against South Korea, when they played against Japan, they sit back and they're, and they're willing to absorb pressure. Um, dear, you know, listeners, if you, if you remember the way that um, Qatar played against America in the uh, gold cup, they're not the same team. They're not, they don't have the same players. They don't have the same principles, but it was very similar where they're more than willing to, to let you attack at them, and then they will spring quickly. So in that game, um, for American purposes, um, you know, we have to be disciplined, which we have this fun habit of not being. And um, you know, what's more likely to happen is that we're going to have to rely on Matt Turner to make three or four ridiculous saves as he is wont to do. But um, so let's 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 go uh, around the uh, the 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 horn here. Fai, what do you what do you think the uh, the outcome of Group B is going to be? Um, I think it will be England qualification, and whoever wins in the Wales USA game will, will qualify ultimately. Um, I'm gonna go with Wales purely because you guys aren't bullish on USA and you've not sold them to me. <laughs> not sold. See, if you gave me some of that spirit and you're like, yeah, so, I, so- I really see it. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm gonna go with USA, but you you were quite, you know, pessimistic about your chances. So I'm, I'm gonna sway to the Welsh side and be like an England Wales uh, one two. So so what I'll what I'll say about that is that I actually think America is going to get through, and I, the reason I think that is because I think in an adrenaline system. Um, Greg Berhalter's sort of instincts that rely on playing a system and recycling the ball and, you know, 
first you go here, then you go here. Like, like, uh, really like a homeless man's pep, because that's what Greg Berhalter is a homeless man's pep, um, pep without any of the inspiration or players. Um, I think in, in one of these games, you'll get, you'll get a Christian Pulisic game where he just decides that he is going to be the best player on the, on the, on the field and does it. And he, he can do that against pretty much any side that he wants. Um, you know, Gio Reyna, when he wants to, can absolutely make things a problem for people. So I think that there is a real possibility here that those two 20-year-olds, you know, plus Wea, plus Dest, plus there's enough talent there and there's enough upside that I, I think that ultimately America will go through. It's just, you could also, it's, it's also very, very possible that America gets one point like from, from the three games, because they also are not, the, the floor is not very high for America is what I'll say. The ceiling is incredibly high, but the floor is not very high. Like you can, you can see things going a certain way, especially since we're down Stumpy. What are we on? We're on like our fifth or sixth center back starting pairing. Yeah. Since qualifying started at least. So like, like our best, our best left, left-sided center back is not is hurt our second best left-sided center back um they don't I even think, have the they don't even have like the temerity to get injured at the same time it's like one gets injured and then as soon as we get the like as soon as we get him back the other guy gets injured and like we just keep trading back and forth like, and also they don't even have the politeness to get injured at the same time also our, our most talented uh defender um apparently slept with greg berhalter's mom because for seemingly no reason during qualifying he just got dropped. And when asked, Berhalter was like, oh, well, um, he's out of form. He wasn't out of form. And then it was like, uh, he well, was, you know. He was out of form and he's a noted asshole. Like, I, it's, like, it's I mostly the noted asshole. He should still probably be here. But, like, there are very, again, there are very good reasons that he's not. <laughs> um, we miss you, John Brooks. We, we, we know that you're not playing for Benfica. But um, whatever you did last September, uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyways like we like for america like having a a center back playing in the champions league is not something we have a ton of experience with john brooks was playing at wolfsburg he was playing you know i think i think he played 35 matches uh for wolfsburg last season and he was not part of qualifying we were starting you know mls center backs and john brooks was not getting calls so because he wasn't he wasn't playing well he didn't have form it's it's talent over form always class over form every time Form isn't real. I like, I, like, I, 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 I don't know how many times I have to like put forth this theory that form is not real, but form is not real. Like momentum is, doesn't exist. Hot hands don't exist. You're either good or you're not. And you put yourself in good positions or you don't. Anyways. Um, so Stumpy, given that this is our, our last opportunity for a preview, what, what are you, what are you saying? Uh, so I was, I also think that like, I could see, this entire group playing out in the most topsy turvy way possible because I think our Iran is a very solid like team squad. So I think that they might steal a point or three where you don't think it necessarily will. I think that um in terms of like the most uh I guess like team with the most to worry about, I honestly think it might be Wales because I'm like I think Wales is supremely talented, but I think the Wales, like we said has a very specific game plan that makes them more uh, susceptible to, you know, solid team play and like a good counter and everything. Like if Gareth coughs up the ball, 
send you going the other way. That's a big issue. Uh, and I mean, England, uh, England is, I, I just, I can never figure out how England's going to go into a tournament. It can go everywhere from like nine easy points to, oh my God, we need three from Iran in the last day or, or three from Wales in the last game or whatever in order to get through. Um, so I'll say England's through, and I think that America gets through on four points in goal differential. So that's that's actually what I was going to say. I, I think I think England gets through with seven. I think that America and Wales tie with four. Um, and I think that ultimately what happens with um, with America and England is that England gets through based on just talent, um, and America gets through based on understanding they needed a goal differential. Well, no, no, <laughs> understanding they need goal differential, and they play Iran in that last game. And if Iran if, if America can get an early goal against Iran, especially with Iran having something to play for in that last game, yeah. I, I think that Iran really doesn't want to come out of a shell. And America does have the ability to score quickly. And so if you can score in the first 10, 15 minutes of that game, I think that one can become three or four very quickly. So, so um, I, think, I actually think that uh, America ties with Iran. And then – um, Okay. I think Wales is at the bottom of the, is at the bottom of the the pile. Okay, so the last thing that uh, that we have to talk about here before we uh, before we let Fahi go about his uh, his his afternoon, I actually have no idea what time. I think it's like five o'clock or something. Um, All right, excellent. I know time zones. Um, <clears throat> so before we before we we leave, uh, obviously Liverpool are owned by <clears throat> a certain group of people whom I have deep antipathy for. Um, yep. because they own the Boston Red Sox, which is an American baseball team. And man, I, I do we have, have we used an F word in this episode yet? Yes. I say, okay. I don't know why you think we only because say, we, because we, be, because you the might. terms, no, the terms of Spotify are, is that you don't have to call yourself an explicit podcast as long as you only use one F word per episode or, or fewer. It's the PG-13 Do you understand rule. how many times I say it during an episode? <laughs> yes. I usually pay attention. Anyways, the Red Sox can... Can, can, can kiss my ass. And so therefore Fenway sports group can kiss my ass. Um, Fahi, what, what are you hoping for? Obviously the, there's a lot of discourse about who the new owners are going to be, um, whether they're American, whether they are, uh, I, th- I think I saw that, uh, that there's an oil nation. I, I, I think I saw that. Yeah. That, that there was an Emirati group putting, putting a bid together, um, you know, without getting into the various political ideals of, of whatever, because they're look like, I'm sure that, that there's a lot of, there's a lot of secondary stuff with sports, right. And, and specifically soccer, Um, you know, it's, it's, we've gone through an entire world cup preview without mentioning anything that's gone on in Qatar. You know, I'm, I'm currently watching the FIFA uncovered documentary about what goes on, what went on in Russia, the corruption inherent to FIFA, um, you know, Although I will say I'm, I'm in terms of Qatar, like there's been a lot of crap about them. They did just negotiate a deal with uh, the Israeli and Palestinian governments to get Israeli and Palestinian fans on the same planes to the world cup, which like, if you're doing good work to try to like make the world a better place, like great, good job. We'll give you credit. We'll also, you know, mention the things that we have obviously mentioned, but um, Fai, who are you hoping that that Liverpool gets bought by if, if there's a specific great if not sort of what's your ideal new owner like for for me like my ideal owner for Spurs is uh 
Roman Abramovich because he is a, you know, a, a, a Jewish fellow with a lot of money, which is sort of like the ideal Tottenham ownership for my purposes. But who's the ideal Liverpool ownership? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it depends on what you want, right? I think um, when you look at the way the club's been run for the past 10, 11 years, um, we've been run in a really good way, to be honest. You can't really fault too much with what FSC have done. I think the only gripe has ever really been the lack of support when it comes to transfers. And that's purely because they don't invest their own money, right? They keep on reusing. Yes, it's all net spend. So, so, so that's what they're focused on. And I just like an owner who would like to take a risk every so often. And that's fine. If you want to be frugal with the money that the club generates and you want to reinvest net spend and all this kind of that's fine. But every so often when you see there's an opportunity to kind of make a mark and kind of go for it, in, dip your toes in the water and invest a little bit of money. I just want a bit of, you know, proactiveness, a bit of dare to, to an owner. Um, in terms of who that is, I'm really not too fussed. Ultimately, I just want someone who is willing to invest some money into the club and it's not just a case of the club just runs itself again because ultimately the more you invest into something the more money it can actually generate and return back to you now if FSG had just invested let's say let's I'm saying just like it's not a lot of money but say for example it's not your money right (laughs) two seasons ago imagine if they just spent the 100 million bought another center back etc etc you know the after the season we won the league Mm-hmm. we probably would have won the league again because the first half of the season yeah. we were top of the table and right? then you lost yeah. all of your center backs we lost all of our center backs they didn't invest and that january was a joke we, we signed two players that we you know they weren't of liverpool quality we got them both on on loan um, and the other one was on a free and and we ended up conceding the title and that's purely because fsg did not want to take a risk they didn't want to invest any money and support the team and that's that's just the only thing I really want to avoid. So any owner that can, you know, invest money into the team where necessary would be perfect. Um, again, obviously, you've got political situations and, you know, there's ideal situations. But ultimately, no billionaire in the world is a good billionaire, in my opinion. Right. To make there a are, billion There pounds, are no good billionaires. There are, uh, I'd love to know. If any listener knows of a good billionaire, please at me on Farm. I would love to know of one good billionaire. To make a billion dollars or a billion pounds or whatever it is, you 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 have hoarded that cash somehow and you've taken advantage of something, someone or a system. End of story. So, you know, when it comes to morals, I, I'm really not too fussed about morals too much. Um, I, I just want a sensible um, owner who's who's willing to invest in the team. And to be honest, FSD, I think they're very mindful of you know, the kind of potential ownership they'd sell to, because if if you go down the Newcastle route and say, for example, you, you let some a state owned, you know, the Emirati um, fund or whatever. Exactly. If you let that happen, it's going to be a lot of legwork to get that deal through the Premier League, because obviously you saw how long it took the Newcastle deal to go through. It took yeah. over a year. Right? Yeah, it but was a lot of ins and it w- outs. It went through and suddenly Newcastle are... Yeah, they are. <laughs> at some point, at some point, that stuff will have to stop, and I, I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't think this stuff can can go on much longer. Um, so yeah, I, I I just want an owner that's willing to invest into the team, man. I'm not asking for much. All I'll say about Liverpool is, you know, you use the example of of 
putting in some money to go get a center back in January of, of uh, 2021, um, 2022. Um, and yep. for, for me, the fact that Calvin Phillips is sitting as a defensive midfielder, not playing at Manchester City, when Liverpool is running out a 38-year-old Fabinho game in, game out, and he's clearly lost a step and he's clearly, you know, needs a break. That to me is like the one-to-one, right? Like how is Calvin Phillips not at Liverpool? How is, how is Manchester United with their Europa League getting Casemiro? And, and you know, Liverpool is still rolling out there with, with the same midfield they've been rolling out there for four years. I mean, has there been has, has there been a midfield it's, it's update? Only, it's only Tiago is the only centre mid we've signed in the past four seasons, which kind of says it's, it all. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 been Fabinho and Jordan Henderson since. I mean, I yeah. think those two started that Champions League final against Tottenham, which was at this yeah. point four years ago. Yeah. Um, which really, again, like you said, everything you need to know is in that is in that statement. So we uh, we we wish for uh, the best ish for for Liverpool like like I I hope that you don't get bought by someone who I uh like otherwise right like um maybe I feel your best wishes but I'm really not feeling your best wishes <laughs> I, I, I get it I get it I, I, I hope it that sounds you like are, empty words right I I hope that amongst teams who wear red in the Premier League you are not the worst that's that's I, I'll take that I, I, I think that's the best I can do. Um, yeah. I like I like Liverpool more than Manchester United. How about that? So there there are two red teams that I I, I prefer <laughs> Liverpool to. Um, so, anyways, uh, like like Fai mentioned, if you want to find him on Twitter, Fai Fofum, um, there's various uh, spellings in that, but we tweet it out. You'll you'll see it. And also, he's uh, more popular on Twitter than we are. So, if you want to listen to to uh, Fai other times, you can listen to him on Cop and Fraca. They release on. Wednesday mornings. Wednesday mornings. Uh, in America, I believe that would be Tuesday nights. Um, so if you want to fall asleep to the words of Fai, you usually can on Tuesdays. Um, you can find my co-host, uh, Napoleon Gregg, at Mr. Mojo Rising 89 You can find me on Twitter at Diamonds Esquire. Not usually there. That's where I tweet out my basketball and music takes. So if you have a deep desire to, to, to hear what I think about, um, you know, one, four high offensive sets, then there. Otherwise, you can find me on the main account at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Um, please follow at Cop and Fraca, at Touchline Fraca, all the rest of them. Um, thank you to Instagram because we will probably be moving there soon when Elon tanks Twitter. As much as I love Twitter, like Twitter is actually like a really great app for sports because you can sort by new and nowhere else lets you sort by new. But um, I think Twitter is probably not long for this world anymore. So uh, no. we might go to Instagram. So we'll get that Instagram up and running just as soon as uh, Elon takes Twitter. Um, special thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Air decided to put in, Paramount Plus, and uh, I don't know, let's, let's, let's say PPR. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we t- we've been talking to you. So, so just, you know, get at us. Um, obviously, uh, dear listener, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local Liverpool fan. Um, and we could not and would not do this without you. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.